Hello, divers. Coming to you from Studio D, this is the Deep Dive Microcast, a brief look into things I find interesting, and I hope you do too. I'm Tom Feeney, raconteur, miniature golf pro, and writer for Wang's Chop Movie Magazine. In this edition of the Deep Dive Microcast, we look at the veritable ocean of ripoffs, knockoffs, and just plain off-offs that drew, quote, inspiration, end quote, from the original summer movie blockbuster. There is a creature alive today who has survived millions of years of evolution without change, without passion, and without logic. It lives to kill. A mindless, eating machine. It will attack and devour anything. It is as if God created the devil and gave him jaws. best-selling novel, Jaws. Rated PG. Maybe too intense for younger children. On June 20th, 1975, Jaws was unleashed on a populace hungry for scary escapist entertainment. The story of an almost supernaturally powerful great white shark terrorizing a small beach town during the summer struck a chord with audiences. Jaws became a true phenomenon, breaking box office records and creating a huge cottage industry of shark-themed merchandise. Oh, and it made a superstar out of its director, a young prodigy named Steven Spielberg. Jaws was, by any measurement, a massive success. So it was no surprise that other studios would try to capitalize on that success. What is surprising, however, is just how many films blatantly tried to copy the formula that made Jaws such a big hit. What these opportunistic studios and filmmakers failed to understand is that what made Jaws special wasn't just the shark, the scares, or the suspense. It was much more than that. Jaws was a sensation, an experience, an event that was very carefully created by Universal Studios. From the marketing, to the merchandising, to the film's release pattern, everything was precisely calculated for maximum impact. Not that long ago, a young man named Peter Benchley wrote a book called Jaws. It was a bestseller. A film was made from the book. It too was called Jaws. It has already made more money than any motion picture in history. The scientific types are horrified, but Jaws has made sharks popular. Well, society being what it is, popularity means success, success means money, and guess what this report's about? We can't keep them in stock. It's not just the Jaws book itself. There are the books on the making of the movie, there are two of those, and then the big hardback that we've had in stock for years. It's a Jacques Cousteau book. 
cannot keep them in stock. I mean, and it's like all different age people, not just kids, but teenagers, older people. I find it really interesting. It's like the impact of the movie, you know, was horrendous at first, but now people are really interested in the shark itself, you know, not just something scary. There was no way that any other film could replicate that kind of, well, feeding frenzy. It didn't stop Hollywood from trying, however, and it didn't take long for the flood of ripoffs to emerge from the depths. In fact, there are so many knockoff movies, I'm going to break them down into three categories. Shameless ripoffs, non-aquatic animals and creatures, and spoofs and parodies. We begin with a film that was released a year after Jaws. It's also about sharks and literally has the word Jaws in the title. Now, enter an underwater world of terror and suspense as you face the Jaws of Death. Here is the story of a man determined to stop the killing of sharks. You didn't catch this shark. Sure I did. Alone. He dares to fend man's most dreaded enemy, destroying all who defied his warnings. Well, they can't go ahead and just kill all the sharks because they don't understand them, now can they? They put a bounty on them. In a moment of danger, deadly sharks once saved his life. Now he lives and kills as one of them, blood brother in a mysterious shark cult. You don't have to be afraid of any shark when you're with me. And now, without further delay, I'm proud to present the Aquamaid's Real Live. Here is sheer terror, unforgettable action, captured with some of the most daring underwater photography ever brought to the motion picture screen. Stark, chilling realism that plunges you into a twilight world of thrashing danger. Filmed without the benefit of cages, mechanical sharks, or other protective devices. A unique adventure that thrusts you into the jaws of death. Now there is some doubt about whether or not the script for Mako, The Jaws of Death, was written before Jaws. But there is no doubt that the movie tried very hard to piggyback off its success. Having said that, this low-budget movie itself bears little resemblance to Jaws. In fact, the movie actually takes the shark's side with a protagonist that actually has a psychic connection to sharks via a weird shark's tooth medallion. Yeah. Sadly, though, it appears that real sharks were killed and maimed on camera, which is straight-up animal cruelty for the purpose of entertainment. No thanks. The next ripoff is a bigger budget affair that swaps out a great white with a killer whale. 1977's Orca. The ancient Romans called him Orca Orcinus, Latin for bringer of death. He is without challenge the most powerful animal on the globe, the killer whale. Orca has 48 teeth set in two impressive rows. In some respects, the orca's intelligence may be even superior to man's. They remain loyal to one mate for life. As parents, they are exemplary, better than many human beings. And like human beings, they have a profound instinct for vengeance. 
an innocent creature is destroyed by an act of human cruelty and the ultimate battle of man against nature begins. Dino De Laurentiis presents Orca, starring Richard Harris, Charlotte Rampling, Will Sampson, Keenan Wynn. A spectacular adventure. From the depths of the sea to the top of the world. It's going to be a fair fight on equal terms. A fight to the death. Nolan! Between the two most dangerous animals on Earth. What in hell are you? Man and Orca. Now, Orca can almost definitively be called a direct Jaws imitator because Dino De Laurentiis, the film's producer, outright stated it. Now, if his name sounds a bit familiar, De Laurentiis also was responsible for the 1976 remake of King Kong. He's also the grandfather of Food Network star Giada De Laurentiis. After seeing Jaws, Dino De Laurentiis wanted to and I quote, find a fish tougher and more terrible than the great white for his next picture. Now, for the record, the orca, or killer whale, is a mammal, not a fish. It's also the largest member of the dolphin family, and there has never been a single reported case of a wild orca attacking a human being. There have been cases, however, of captive orcas attacking humans in aquariums and theme parks. Read into that what you will. But in the film Orca, a fishing boat captain played by Irish actor Richard Harris makes his living catching marine creatures to sell to aquariums. By the way, if you don't know who Richard Harris is, do yourself a favor, Google the name Richard Harris and then Google MacArthur Park. You will not regret it. Getting back to the movie. So they harpoon a female Orca and bring the creature aboard the boat, not realizing the female is pregnant. The female orca miscarries as her mate watches. The enraged male orca begins to pursue the captain in a quest for revenge. Yes, I said revenge. This is one pissed off whale. He destroys waterfront houses sinks boats, and even breaks fuel pipelines going to the small fishing village. Hmm. This all comes down to a mano a mako between the whale and the boat captain. Who wins? Well, at the risk of revealing spoilers for a 45-year-old movie, the uh, bipedal mammal does not fare well. As it turns out, 1977 was a banner year for Jaws ripoffs. Alongside Orca, there was the film Tintorera, which is Spanish for shark. Also, another movie that was called Jaws of Death exists. This one was a documentary about sharks. And also in 1977, there was the TV movie Shark Kill. I mean, that's, you know, poor English, but whatever. Now, the list goes on with more 70s titles, like Tentacles, about a mutant octopus, The Black Pearl, with a giant skatefish named Manta Diablo. 
There's the Bermuda Depths featuring an evil giant sea turtle. And of course, Barracuda about Barracuda. there's my personal favorite, 1978's Piranha. Steven Spielberg himself apparently thought it was the best of the Jaws ripoffs, as do I. Started in a Texas pond. Ways to churn quiet streams into rivers of living death. Keep your hand out of the water. Ow! What's wrong with the water? Yes! Stay back! Yes! Stay back! The world of carnivorous fish. Piranha, the deadliest man-eaters of all. In schools of hundreds, they attack and devour anything that moves with razor-sharp teeth that can strip a man to the bone in less than a minute. There'll be no way to contain them. They'll be able to swim up every river system in the country. There's a school of piranha heading straight downstream toward your resort. They'll kill us. All of us. Science fiction. Excuse me, I'm on the phone. There's a piranha. I thought I told you not even to say that word. But the piranhas. What about the piranhas? They're eating the guests, sir. They're here. And they're hungry. Piranha. Our second category of ripoffs deals with non-aquatic animals and creatures. 1976 saw the first of the Jaws butt with a blank instead movies. This one is about a ferocious creature killing tourists. And while the locals argue about closing down the area, a small group tries to track down the animal and kill it before it does any more harm. But other than that, it's totally different from Jaws. This film, in more ways than one, is grisly. This motion picture does not cater to fantasy. You will see nature's most savage man-eating animal. By its size alone, it can overpower and devour any human. Grizzly. <laughs> You got your head in the sand. We got a killer grizzly on our hands. Scott, you're a maniac. Always were running around in costumes. There are no grizzlies. <laughs> you Let's go, Over 18 feet tall, over 2,000 pounds, the largest carnivorous ground beast in the world. tempered, dangerous flesh-eater of all, Grizzly. That thing seems to know what we're thinking. The Grizzly is an animal, Kelly. Don't give it human qualities. It's 
monster. He doesn't understand that we're dealing with a highly intelligent beast. Eighteen feet of man-eating, gut-crunching terror. The deadliest jaws on land belong to Grizzly. Yes, Jaws with a bear. That's pretty much all you really need to know here. It's about as blatant a ripoff as you can get. Now, that doesn't make it a bad movie. It's not terrible. They used a, a real 11-foot-tall Kodiak bear named Teddy. I did not make that up. Teddy the bear. Critics hated the movie, calling it out for what it was, a shameless copy. But apparently audiences didn't mind because it was the top-grossing independent film of 1976. Two side notes here. There was a sequel. Grizzly 2, Revenge. It was shot in 1983. There were some actors in it you might recognize. George Clooney, Laura Dern, and Charlie Sheen. Oh, and it wasn't released until 2020. That's right, 37 years later. And it's pretty bad. Even more unbelievable, Grizzly spawned a ripoff of its own. The year after it was released, audiences were uh, treated to another killer Grizzly movie. This one was called, are you ready? Claws. Mm -hmm. For a while, it seemed like every animal had its turn terrorizing those pesky human interlopers. Dogs, alligators, ants, birds, spiders, rats, bats, cats, both wild and domestic. It was a veritable Noah's Ark of animals gone wild. Apparently, though, some non-living things were jealous of all the attention and decided to do some damage of their own. Evil has visited the Earth in many forms. Now it returns as the car. There was no driver in the car. The car possessed. I know why he didn't go into the cemetery. The ground was hallowed. Nowhere to hide. No way to stop the car. I think I hear the engine of that car. It's around here somewhere. I, wait, I'm scared. No, I promise you I won't go out. Tell me what to do, baby. I, I, uh, what evil force drives the car? Yes, 1977's The Car. The time-honored tale of a demon-possessed 1971 Lincoln Continental Mark III that is bedeviling 
a small desert town. And of course, the town sheriff gets involved. He's played by Thanos' dad, James Brolin. So instead of a shark chomping on swimmers, we have a menacing, autonomous motor vehicle mowing down hapless pedestrians. This movie manages to rip off two Spielberg films, Jaws, certainly, but also one of Spielberg's earlier films, the Man vs. Truck classic, Duel. Now, I actually love the car. It's cheesy fun and just barely straddles the line between scary and parody. And being the nerd that I am, I own a 1-18th scale model of the car itself. It doesn't move on its own, I think. And there were other Jaws-like films with unalive protagonists. 1983's The Lift featured a killer elevator. The infamous 1977 horror film Deathbed, The Bed That Eats. You can fill in the blanks there. And more recently, the 2010 France-made horror comedy Rubber that starred a murderous uh, tire, like a car tire that was evil and killed people. That's a real thing. Speaking of horror comedy, our final category deals with movies that were straight up parodies of Jaws. In fact, the first such parody was released the same year as Jaws. It was a Portuguese language film called Bacalao, or in English, Codfish. It's a total spoof but a very lazy and not particularly funny one. It's also pretty obscure, but as of this recording, it is available on YouTube. But uh, no subtitles, I'm afraid. Now, most movies that parody Jaws only contain references or quick visual gags that pay homage to our favorite shark. Movies like Airplane, Back to the Future Part Two, and Spielberg's own 1941 all have cute nods to the iconic original. Our final film in this list is also a comedy, and it's also about a killer sea creature. Although this time, the creature is a mermaid. The film is rated X. Yes, there was a porn spoof of Jaws made in 1976, and it was called, appropriately enough, Gums. No, I will not be going into any detail about Gums, except to say that it was made at a time when adult films were more uh, ambitious in their scope. Gums was a genuine attempt to make a comedy version of Jaws, except the actors often show you uh, the full manta, so to speak. That's all I have to say about that. Even today, motion pictures still draw inspiration from Jaws. Movies like Deep Blue Sea, open water, and yes, the Sharknado series prove that those cuddly eating machines still have the power to unnerve us tasty land dwellers. Thanks for listening. 
If this is the first time you've heard this podcast, check out our past episodes and subscribe so you don't miss a single one. And we want to hear from you. Drop us a line at thedeepdivepodcast@gmail.com or on our Facebook, Instagram, or Twitter feeds. You can find links to all of those and our merchandise store in the bio of our Instagram page. From all of us here at Studio D, which again is just me and my cat, stay safe and take care. All clips used in the Deep Dive microcast are meant for educational purposes only and not to infringe on existing copyrights. The Deep Dive Lounge theme was arranged and performed by Robert Acorn based on the original composition by Ryan Blaney. The Deep Dive Microcast is a production of Automaton Studios.